Now, on This Week in History with Paul Waite. And welcome to On This Week in History. And it's going to be really good today because we've got a proper teacher on the team. Hey. So I've got to get Brendan to tell you all of them, even though he doesn't know what they are. Oh, <laughs> that would be quite amusing, wouldn't it? So uh, the first one is um, in 176 AD, Marcus Aurelius. Can anyone know who he is? Because, mm-hmm. of course, the film Gladiator. Played Roman, by Richard Harris. Roman general. Grants his son Commodus, played by Joachim Phoenix, uh, the rank of Imperator. So mm. that was quite interesting. Marcus Aurelius, of course, was also a very famous poet. Mm. As well as being the emperor, I don't know if you knew that. <coughs> oh, I got a cough. I don't know what's happening. A non-COVID <laughs> cough. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Not enough to drink, I think. Uh, the second thing. So in 1642, Abel Tasman... Uh, who was, of course, was Dutch, discovered Van Diemen's Land, as it was originally called, which is now called Tasmania, Ooh. after him, which, of course, is a lovely island just off uh, Australia, but is obviously a province of Australia. Have you been to Australia at all, Brendan? Haven't got that far, no. He did go to Derry the other day and got a, a, a nosebleed. But, um, it but is did, brave. <coughs> have you ever taught in um, England out of interest? Not in Liverpool. Oh, did you? Oh, bad luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had your car stolen several times. Uh, 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 am I allowed to say that? Uh, third one today. Yeah. In, 1850, <laughs> in 1859, Charles Darwin published his Origin of the Species. Um, so what, what subjects did you teach, Brendan? I wasn't too sure. So my degree was mathematics and philosophy, but I taught, oh. a, I taught A-level maths predominantly. Oh, cool. Mm, good, very good man. What, just applied and pure at all, or just normal maths? Uh, so applied and pure, so I taught mechanics, oh. statistics, and, and pure maths. Oh, what, what philosophers do you uh, look up to, Brendan? Oof, I'm quite, quite a fan of Epicurus, but that's just because I like to eat until I, I, can't, I, can, I can't move anymore. As an but, epic, um, Epicurean, we know mm. what a great word. Mm. Any others that spring to mind? <laughs> well, you know, Descartes is quite, quite um, huge, Descartes, yeah. interesting. So I, I, I like argue, I, you know, I, I like being a while since, but it's more the sci- the, the philosophy of science. Mm-hmm. So my, my dissertation was on time travel. Oh, oh right. that, that's right. fantastic. We'll talk about that a bit. Perhaps we'll have to do a special on that. Um, yeah. m- moving on. So in um, 1867, uh, the first refrigerated rail- railroad car was patented by J.B. Sutherland. There's a, mm-hmm. there's a funny thing to be doing, isn't it? Um, and in 1874, Joseph Glidden patented barbed wire. And of course, um, Brendan and I have to spend most of our working days uh, writing about other people's inventions, don't we, Brendan? Yep. Indeed. What, what would what would be the most interesting uh, invention you've come across, or, or or product, or whatever, since you started working for Aspen Weight? Wow, the very varied. Uh, my very first one was an interesting one. So that was laminates that are being created to help. Um, UK netball uh, become a little bit more via- viable mm-hmm. in terms of the marketing. You compete against NBA. That was very interesting. And mm. um, some of the car, the car, okay, um, technologies are, are quite fascinating as well. I think yeah. Ben has, has pointed me in those directions. That cool. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm going to be a bit naughty now. I've got uh, one hour and twenty minutes, so I'm just going to uh, carry on with my ten greatest Northern Irelands. I've done my my first part of my on this world in history. So the next uh, person in my list, I think I'm going to put next, uh, is Kenneth Branagh. Uh, mm. So Kenneth Branagh is... I mean, you would never think he was Northern Irish, would you, Brendan, to be, to be no, fair? Uh, is he is he considered to be very, um, you know, are you, are you very proud of him in the province? I, I, we, I, you know, 
I obviously I don't want to speak for everybody, but I am. I, I, I you know, from a from a point, I think he he's open enough that he's he's embraces like you said, Callum. He embraces his Britishness, mm. and he really he really is he is a leading light in 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 terms of culture for Northern Ireland. But it is quite nice that he's a hidden gem that not everybody assumes that he is Northern Irish. Mm. So we quite I quite right. like that. No, I think it's, yeah, it's great. I mean, I think Henry, you know, obviously his Henry V was uh, magnificent, uh, brilliant actor, brilliant director. So I think he um, he uh, well earns his place. I didn't say a little thing about Northern Ireland. So Northern Ireland was, I think I'm right in saying, Brendan, Northern Ireland was created in 1921 um, as a result of the Troubles, if you like, um, when the Irish Free State first became muted and we had the elections uh, across the provinces. And of course, only six provinces out of whatever it was, 28 or something, um, voted to stay in the union. Yep. Sick. We're, 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 we're rolling out for our 100 years of partitioning this, yeah. this year. So that should be that should be interesting in terms of the organization, since both parties are um, polar um, opposites in terms okay. of what they want to celebrate. Okay. So it'll be interesting. Okay. And welcome back to On This Week in History, and it's Saturday, November the 28th, and today we're doing the Northern Ireland special, and it's Paul, as usual, with Callum and Drew, and today's special, special guest, our own Brendan Burns, all the way from just outside Stangpatrick in a lovely, lovely country, rural location. Uh, but don't, don't look him up because he, he wants his privacy. Anyway. <laughs> so, so moving on. Uh, in 1912, Albania, or as I like to call it, Albania. Yeah. Uh, Albania. So if, you've, if you watched um, Captain Crelly, which is one of my favourite films, and the book's even better, um, of course, the Italians refer to Albania throughout as Albania. Uh, the Italians had a big, big war with Albania before the Second World War, which is how Captain Crelly's troop came together and... It explains why, at the end, the big fat man gives his life for Corelli when the Germans mow them all down Ooh. ruthlessly. Um, so, sorry, uh, sorry to, to, to introduce the normal anti-German rant. At least uh, Chris Martin isn't a German. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. so declared independence from Turkey, which is not one of my favourite countries as well. So, uh, there we are. So, let's leave it at that. Um, and then, oh, then, we, then, we, then we could we could carry on uh, the German theme. In 1916, there was the first ever German air attack on London. Ooh. All right, boo you Germans! We don't want you listening to us. Nope, go. Yeah, stop blitzing. Um, and then I'm pleased to say that in 1918, Kaiser Wilhelm II abdicated. Yeah, uh, he, he was um, incredibly responsible and implicated in why the uh, First World War happened. Uh, Kaiser was extremely jealous uh, of the British Navy in particular uh, and, their, and the British Empire. And of course, what was very sad is that um, is that the the King of England, uh, the Tsar, and Kaiser Wilhelm were all, all first cousins. cousins. Yeah, first cousins, and they looked the speck of each other, didn't they? And they were all all had Victoria as their grandmother. So yeah. uh, you know, it's got to be one of the one of the saddest situations ever. That that's what happened. Definitely. Then in 1919, uh, Nancy Astor, who was born in America, actually, uh, I think it was, uh, uh, ended up being a privileged lady and uh, titled, um, she was elected as the first female member of the House of Commons, Lady Astor. Um, so quite a woman, really. Um, mm. Not somebody I know a tremendous amount about, but I think from from uh, the point of view of um, you know the rightful development of, of women over, I'm a great supporter of suffrage and uh, 
some really good films to check out on that. Mm. Um, and then we have um, uh, the, the last one in uh, this, this part of the show is in 1922, Howard Carter opened Tutankhamun's tomb. Um, this is something I've always been fascinated with in a slightly ghoulish sort of way. Um, I remember um, as a child at school going to London to see Tutankhamun exhibition. Mm. Um, and of course, um, one of the things that came out of uh, uh, this uh, Howard Carter opening the tomb is um, there's a curse, mm. uh, so-called curse of Tutankhamun. Yeah. Um, and I think just about everybody that was died in, within a year. The tomb died uh, very soon afterwards. I have to say, on a personal level, for those who are interested, uh, I have a real phobia about Egyptian things. It freaks me out. There is something um, a bit spooky about Egypt. It really, really freaks. more than any other country's yeah, mythology. Absolutely opinion. freaks me out. So, um, and I'm going to carry on being naughty, and they're going to get my next, uh, my next brilliant Irish person in. Um, and I think, um, and I think I've decided that. Um, the next person is Danny Blanchflower. Uh, Danny Blanchflower uh, was voted uh, two years ago as the best Spurs player of all time. Hmm. Um, he was um, a legend, really. He was what era did he play? I'll tell you, Callum. He was captain of the Spurs team that won the double in 1960-61. Oh, right. um, and as you know, my granddad, granddad Scott, was a mm -hmm. huge Spurs fan. Mm -hmm. So I was brought up as a little boy very much immersed in uh, that team. Um, they had a centre forward whose name escapes me at the moment, and, and he got tragically killed um, under a, a, a tree by lightning mm. while he was playing golf. I remember that he was um, probably the best centre forward in um, Europe at the time. And uh, Danny Blanchflower was very much the captain of that team, um, and um, he was just in incredibly influential. And I think when you consider the players that Spurs have had uh, over over all that time, for 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 someone to be voted, so I think Danny Blanchflower. I uh, was also obviously captain of Northern Ireland. In fact, I think in those days they used to have an All Ireland IFA team or something. Uh, so there we are. That's the end of the second week in history. Bringing you the news of old on this week in history with Paul Waite. Drew, why are you laughing, Drew? I, I, I think I missed something there when you were just chatting. <laughs> oh, I think Drew just heard came off the back of me talking to Brendan about Shane McGowan, uh, yes. and I and I, and I said I said a word that would get me fined by mm. by the audit police. Yeah, that's that's what I was laughing yeah, at. So, um, yeah. yeah, moving on. Um, so, <laughs> welcome back to the third part of our on this week in history today. Um, and next, uh, one of my favourite countries in the world for some reason I don't know why is Mongolia. Oh, um, I've always wow. been fascinated by Mongolia. When I was a Genghis. small child, um, a sort of a, a sort of a um, not really a proper uncle of mine, but a guy that sort of used to look after me, uh, Mr. Weber. He was lived next door to Granddad Scott. Willie Weber. He used to give me some fantastic books, and uh, a, a book I was given when I was about eight was called Children of the World, and it had um, a chapter on it about children from the steppes. One was uh, Eskimo children, and Pygmy children, and and one of them was Mongolian children, and for some reason. Um, it's just captured my imagination, and I just love everything about it. I just oh, love wow. to go there. And then, 1924, the Mongolian People's Republic was proclaimed. Ah. Yeah, so yeah, so come on, tell me a bit of a hissy fit here. Uh -huh. um, very interesting fact: in 1933, uh, the Dallas Grand Jury delivered the murder verdict against Bonnie and Clyde. Ah, mm. uh, so Bonnie and Clyde. You know that song? Mm. Uh, not off my head. No. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, um, really famous film with uh, 
with uh, Faye Dunaway and um, Woody Harrison, Robert Redford, I think. Oh, was it playing okay. playing that? Um, so of course they were infamous uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Um, lost my, where are we now, Drew? Come on now, I can't <laughs> even find my notes. For goodness' sake! Oh, there we are. They dwell where they. Yeah, uh, in 1940, uh, the Germans bombed Bristol city centre. Boo! Oh, so, yeah, there just seems to be you know, a disproportionate amount of German stuff against us. Isn't there's, it? there's a recurring thing. Yeah, there, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and of course, um, you know, this is what 28 miles, 30 miles from where from we are where today. We are, yeah. mm. um, there's actually a program on the telly, a BBC One, about uh, this recently about uh, the German bombing campaign and the various cities they bombed, and of course. Um, they they actually around, living around where we do. They used to quite often drop their bombs on the way home, if yeah. they had uh, around our way. Yeah. Mm. Um, so no, no thought whatsoever to um, to the consequences. One of the most probably one of the most infamous moments in his in world history in 1941, the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor. Mm. Ah yes. Um, which was again a very interesting, really really good film. Came out about ten years ago. Ben Affleck and Josh Hartnett. Yeah, thank Keep you, Callum. So. Absolutely. Um, obviously, from the British point of view, um, one of the greatest things that ever happened because um, the, the Americans had, the tide, had yeah. not wanted to join the war. Really, um, I don't, not sure they ever would actually if they hadn't been attacked. Mm. And what's interesting as a fact I happen to know is um, initially they only declared war on Japan. So actually, I think I can't remember. It was for several months, they weren't actually technically at war with Germany oh. in, in in terms of officially. Yeah. Um, so that's quite a quite an interesting fact. Hmm. And then um, I know it's because the Germans um, started sinking American ships. I think that's why they. Mm. And then two more, two more today. Um, in nineteen sixty two, the Fab Four used the name the Beatles for the first time. Uh, arguably, the most famous uh, pop group in history um, in any part of the world, uh, with the legacy that lives to today. Um, absolutely great band in my opinion um, and then the last one today uh, something you know I've talked about a lot recently um, I feel very um, very bad about the way that we uh, in the West treated the Poles and the Czechs and the Hungarians after the end of the Second World War Yeah, agreed. Um, and um, a great man emerged in Poland in the 80s um, he was the leader of uh, the union called Solidarność a guy called Lech Wałęsa, and in 1990 he won Poland's first free election. Um, and I got a lot of time for the polls. Um, I think it's true to say that Polish is uh, the second most popular language in Great Britain now. Is it? Yeah, something like so, something like 654,000. Is, is, is that ridiculous? I have number? a lot of respect for Polish. Yeah. Anyway, so moving on with my uh, top ten. Um, I think we're now going to... This is a really hard one now, because we're only down to about four people. Um, so very reluctantly, I think I'm going to go Tony McCoy next. Uh, Tony McCoy um, is the greatest national hunt jockey of all time. No no doubt about it. Uh, champion jockey, 20 years in a row. Uh, rode 4,000 winners, I think, something like that. Um, when you consider only something like five jockeys in history have rode 1,000 winners. Mm-hmm. Um, just an absolute legend. If ever... Uh, if ever you wanted to see a man that that has to win, uh, we we Tony we Anthony he was called uh, Brendan. I don't know if you know that. Uh, they used to call him We Anthony. Um, and of course, one of the things that was really great from from my point of view as a proud Somerset man is that he very much um, he became champion jockey riding for a Somerset stables in Martin Pike, which is probably about twenty miles from where we are today. So there we are. I think Tony McCoy um, is, 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 is a legend, not just a great Northern Irish person, but 
probably the greatest national hunt jockey in the world of all time but it's not bad that is it um so there we are today hope you enjoyed this on, on this week in history aspen wade radio podcasts educate entertain enjoy